Hello, welcome to the first ever episode of Colin's Corner, where all things superheroes are discussed. My name is Colin Parks, and today I thought we'd talk about Batman. Now, if you know me personally, you know how much of a Batman fan I am. <laughs> like a lot of people, I was bullied and beat up when I was younger, and Batman was really the only thing that made it possible to get through all of that. Now, the question I get asked all the time is, who's your favorite Batman? But before I can answer that, we really need to ask ourselves, who's the true face? Bruce Wayne or Batman? Now, a lot of people will say, well, it's Bruce Wayne. He's the guy under the costume, all this and that. He's the guy with the name, yeah. But personally, I don't agree with that. I think Batman died that night in Crime Alley when he was eight. I think from that second on, Batman was born. See, because Batman isn't just the costume. Batman is a state of mind, almost. Batman is a better way of thinking. Like, if someone goes through a very traumatic experience when they're younger, and they tailor that experience to make sure it never happens again to anyone, for example, uh, domestic abuse uh, kids, uh, there's, you know, um, kids of druggies, uh, the list goes on and on. But I think it's important that we see that it's not impossible to break that cycle. It's not impossible to have a bad experience and not want to have another one. You know, life isn't really fair and you don't get a lot of, as we say, uh, good moments. <laughs> but I think that overall, you can balance it out if you have the right idols to look up to. Now, my idol when I was growing up was a superhero. And I know you're thinking, well, what about your dad or your mom? And that's where the old conversation comes into play of you don't want to be anything like your parents, but you inevitably end up being like them. Uh, Batman is much more than just a name. Batman is an ideal. He is a symbol. And if you don't understand the symbolism behind that, I'll explain it to you. <laughs> so... Batman is, without a doubt, the most qualified and potentially harmful human on this planet. Now, yes, he's not a superhero, that is true, but what he does lack in with superpowers, he makes up with in truly remarkable human feats. He is the strongest human, he is the most well-versed human, he has studied criminology, he has studied every science that's out there <laughs> and he has unlimited resources to do pretty much anything to learn pretty much anything to endure pretty much anything he runs a multi-billion dollar company that'd be like if jeff bezos was secretly batman the ceo of amazon he'd be unstoppable it would be unstoppable and jeff bezos probably does have a batmobile under there anyways we all know he does <laughs> Uh, let's see. So, we went over that. Now, what do you think your own personal Batman is? Do you like Michael Keaton, which who was phenomenal in the first ever 1989 Batman, directed by Tim Burton, also starring the one, the only, Jack Nicholson as the Joker? Or do you like Val Kilmer, who came in in Batman Forever, who replaced Keaton when he did his whole stint with Jim Carrey as the Riddler, and Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face. Or, 
You might be one of those fans who likes the 1999 George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell as Batman and Robin and Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. Didn't do too well critically, but I hear some people do enjoy it. <laughs> now, aside from that, we have the Nolan trilogy, of course, which came out in the early 2000s, but everyone pretty much knows about those and talks about those to an extent. Now, we can get into the symbolism behind Nolan's movies, Christopher Nolan's movies, if you'd like, but let's just start off with something small and talk about an important Batman to me, my favorite Batman, which would probably have to be the Kevin Conroy Batman. Now, if you don't know who Kevin Conroy is, Kevin Conroy is the guy who is the original voice actor behind Batman. He's the guy who created this, helped create the series that came out, uh, created by Bruce Timm, Paul Dini at Warner Brothers Studios Animation. Now, when I read Batman, or when I think of something Batman, I hear it in Kevin Conroy's voice. The way he said, uh, what did he say, what did he say? Oh yeah, a uh, whole bunch, let's see. I am Batman. You know, it's just, it's just so good. You just, you can't get over it. <laughs> but I definitely do believe that Batman is, that Batman is the Batman, you know? Now, I get a lot of people asking me, what do I think about the Robert Pattinson being cast as Batman coming up soon? And, you know, Matt Reeves directing and how he's supposed to be a younger, more detective type Batman. I say I'm game for it. I think Batman should be like how Batman is. Well, I think Batman should be how Sherlock Holmes is, Robert Downey Jr., in those movies. The way he analyzes, the way he is 10 steps ahead, as if life is a game of chess. The way he outmaneuvers all of his opponents, regardless of their physical or mental feats, you know? Now... If they can cross the line and do something like that and get out of this kind of fundamental Batman beats up everyone mentality, is he violent? Yes. Does Batman beat people up? Yes. Does he intimidate thugs? Yes. But that's the only way he gets through to them. He's thought of every single line across the way. He's tried working within the law. He's tried working as prosecutors. He's tried working... Uh, oh, the list goes on and on, but nothing has worked. Even philanthropy doesn't work that well. Especially in a city like Gotham. Now, Gotham is supposed to be the worst of the worst. I'm not going to name a city right now because I don't want to be thrown under the bus. But it's just, it's a bad, bad city. <laughs> and the only way that he's able to break through that is by breaking bones. It's totally understandable. But if they can cross feet with that and not really make Gotham a city, which I've seen a lot of people do and a lot of producers want, is they want, or writers, they want a Gotham City to be its own character. Which I understand, and I understand the legitimacy of it, but I don't agree. You're taking time away from Batman. It doesn't matter if Batman is in Australia. It doesn't matter if Batman is in the sewers. It doesn't matter if Batman is in space with Justice League. It's not about where he's at. It's about who he is and the fact that he is Batman. And what can we throw at him? What, what advances can he make? Can he go to a parallel universe as if the, uh, the Justice League short, anim oh, not short, but the Justice League animation film Crisis on, two, on Infinite Earths? Or is it two Earths? It's one of those. I'll be called out for it, I'm sure. <laughs> but I think that 
yeah, it, it's it's all about Batman, man. It's it's all about how he can just do anything. With with enough time and preparation, he can do anything. He can be the strongest superhero that's out there in the in this DC universe, which is you know, Superman. And I know a lot of people are at thinking, yeah, but what if he went in the Marvel way and he started fighting like the Hulk? Well, there actually is a comic that was published in the 70s of Batman fighting the Hulk, 70s or 80s, and he actually beat him up. He beat him. The way he wins is he's fighting him in a lab at Wayne Enterprises because Dr. Banner is not the Hulk yet. He's looking for, obviously, a cure to, to solve the radiation issue that he has and the gamma radiation, and he gets angry. And Bruce Wayne is there visiting, jumps in a closet, changes real quick, comes out, and starts fighting the Hulk. Now, obviously, the Hulk is extremely overpowerful, so Batman does what Batman does, gets down on his, basically ducks, jumps down, and kicks him with both of his feet, letting, basically knocking the air out of the Hulk. Now, remember, if you have good form, and you are trained in every single possible martial art that is out there, it's not impossible to get one hit on the Hulk, especially if you use both of your legs and pivot into him, almost. Now, as soon as he does that, the Hulk lets out all of his air, and Batman drops a, not a poisonous smoke bomb, but a, uh, a chemical smoke bomb, the type that makes him pass out, you know, that kind. Does that, and the Hulk's out, and game over, done. Now, that's not an example of how powerful and, uh, what's the word, how, how, just how powerful and resourceful Batman is, and I don't know what is. But... I've gone on enough. <laughs> it's time for me to get off of here. Uh, once again, this is Colin's Corner, and I hope you enjoyed everything that we talked about today. Now, uh, today was Batman. Tomorrow might be Iron Man or whoever. Uh, as always, I do not own the rights to any of these characters, DC and Marvel, and my name is Colin, Colin Parks. All right. Have a good day, guys. And remember, with great power, well, you know the rest.